All right, the divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know. It's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball, check, check, check. MMA, soccer, check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of MyBookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, the pylon play in the Browns game was the talk of the league. I'll weigh in on my thoughts. Charge joins me to break down his reaction to Divisional Weekend. Plus, is he happy for Stefan Diggs or furious the Vikings gave up on him? All that plus a new sex toy gives all new meaning to ACDC's She Shook Me All Night Long. Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, January 19, 2021. Thank you for downloading. I almost made a very expensive but honest mistake yesterday here on the podcast. I thought for a fleeting second, you know, I should play a big chunk of the Martin Luther King I Have a Dream speech. I thought it was appropriate and necessary for these times to hear the doctor's words and I almost pulled it up and put it in the podcast. Well, that could have been a huge mistake because I got this note from Chris Kynard, the program director at 106.7 The Fan here in D.C., who said, I forgot to send out a reminder to everybody that the Martin Luther King Jr. estate has trademarked his entire 
I Have a Dream speech, and they aggressively monitor its usage and protect its trademark. You should not play any portions of the speech on air at any time, but please feel free to celebrate the legacy of MLK in other ways. Wow. Well, look, on the one hand, yay, capitalism. And I understand how people would use that iconic speech in ways and abuse it in ways and profit off of it where it would become like the Wild West. So I do get that. On the other hand, it sucks that this can't be an annual thing to let those great words, those powerful, hypnotic words and thoughts tumble out every year at this time. There's got to be a way around, A, preventing people from profiting off, chiseling into, using without appropriate consent portions or all the speech, and at the same time, actually letting his words ring and echo in history. I don't know the answer to it, but that's just something right there. Email zabe at yahoo.com. I get so many good emails, and I don't read enough of them on the podcast. I'm going to try to do that more and more. Part of me says, eh, it's lazy. You're just taking what somebody else sends you, and you're reading it. Well, I'm reading it, but I'm commenting as well. So I think bottom line is, if it's good content, it's good content. Uh, Dave Sobecki says, not a penalty. So, Zabe, in the Cleveland-Kansas City game, the guy reaches out to score and lost the ball. Touchback. So, I'm surfing in Yahoo, and I came across the picture below. Isn't this a penalty? And couldn't this be more leading with the crown of the helmet if he tried? Facing straight down, arms at his side, crown of helmet leading the way. First and goal for Cleveland. Why not? Maybe I'm ignorant. Sorry for the shitty picture on a computer screen, but that looks... Like it's a total penalty. Keep up the good work, Dave, in the 414. Yes, everyone knows the play you're talking about. And yes, it was absolutely, to me and everyone else's eyes, helmet-to-helmet contact. And yet, you had a double whammy on that play. Actually, a triple whammy. One was clear helmet-to-helmet contact that was not flagged in real time by the refs on the field. That's a major mark against that crew for not catching it. Secondly, the fumble through the end zone is extremely unliked by most people. It's as popular as a fart in an elevator or perhaps cilantro in your ice cream. Oh, who does that? I'm just saying, imagine cilantro in your ice cream. I hate cilantro in my rice. I'd hate it even more in ice cream. I actually don't mind the rule at all. And I actually understand the concept of the rule. You don't just get to reach out, throw the football all willy-nilly, grab assy at the end zone, at the pylon, ah, a touchdown, and then if it goes out of bounds, you're like, okay, give me that ball back. No. I don't think it, there's nothing wrong with the rule. The rule is what it is. You know what the rule is. You get near the end zone, don't reach. Secure the ball, period, end of story. The offense already has such advantages where if you just touch the ball to the pylon, it's a touchdown instantly. If you just pierce the tip of the ball over the goal line, it's a touchdown. So as one small concession, hey, you fumble it through the end zone, fuck you, turnover. Don't do that next time. That's where I'm coming from. So that was the second part of the play. The third part of the play is replay, to which I got this email. Joe Fry says, 
F replay yet again. That play, Zabe, is not reviewable, and it's just as important as getting the play right on a reviewable one. To all those who say, well, we have to get it right, people, do you get the Browns fumble into the end zone right by missing the helmet to helmet, and why couldn't that be reviewed? Agree 1,000%. The failure rate on replay is too high because it can't cover everything, and it won't cover everything, and there's wrinkles and hiccups, and oh, wait, they ran a play. We didn't get to it in time. We didn't see this angle. Oh, that's not reviewable. Holding can't be reviewed. PI, we tried that. That was a disaster. Uh, Coaches might use a challenge and lose it, and then they're out of challenges. Then if it's before two minutes or after two minutes, I... To me, it doesn't add any enjoyment of, okay, good. This game was officiated to 99.9% perfection, and I'm satisfied with it. All replay does is it moves the needle from games being officiated with about 95% accuracy to 97.1% accuracy. You're pulling that number out of your ass. I know I am. But it doesn't matter. My point is, replay with all of its absolute energy-sucking, time-wasting bullshit and the fact that it fails catastrophically. It blows up on the launch pad at times in ways that make you go, wow, how'd they fuck that up? See the Bills game from Wild Card Weekend. It's not worth moving the needle from 95% to 97% or whatever that small marginal reduction in error is. There is a misconception from those who love replay that it helps wipe out egregious errors that would otherwise tip the game in one direction or the other. That is a fallacy. It does not. It catches some of them. It misses others. It, by rule, can't address big calls, offsides, too many men on the field. Holding. Holding is the biggest one right there. We all see bullshit holding calls all the time, being made and being not made. So, yeah. So that was a triple header play right there. It, it it involved a rule most people hate. I don't. Replay could not fix it. Ha ha, says me. And it was clear helmet to helmet, which I don't know how they didn't see it in real time, but there you go. This one from John Kessler in Leesburg, Virginia, titled Drifting Away. Steve, good podcast this morning. If I was in Wisconsin, it feels like you are drifting away from the DMV. I can't tell you how much I miss you in the afternoons on 980. I can only assume that professional pressures are driving this change. I'll keep listening to the podcast. Best regards. Look, I'm not drifting. I still live here. I still love DC sports. Nothing's going on right now. Yeah, I mean the Caps. Talk about the Caps in the podcast. They're off to a, a two and a, well, they were two and zero, oh and they lost to the Penguins. But you know, Wizards, another game canceled due to COVID. They suck. This is the best. The, all these canceled games, the best thing that ever happened to this season and this team. Terrible. Nationals, they'll start up soon enough. We'll get to them. Woofed. There's some echoes of okay, what about next year? But you know, this is why I have Andy on every week because I like keeping that DC connection, and I will have plenty of DC people on the podcast, but it's not going to be every day. I'm going to try to serve Wisconsin people and DC people and people that don't live in either place. But thank you, John. Break my heart with that. (laughs) You're drifting away. 
This one from Robert P. Regarding Tiger and Andy's take yesterday that, you know, his dad was out of line for breaking up his first girlfriend. I said, no, she clearly didn't appreciate the genius and talent and destiny that he had to be a great golfer. And she's like, yeah, you could do more stuff. Be normal. Yeah, you could play on the weekends. I, I, I totally disagreed with Andy on that. And Robert here backs me up. He says, Zabe, back when I was married, my wife had two nephews who were excellent athletes. The older brother finished high school and went to Truman State in Missouri for free, being on their varsity golf squad. His younger brother was an even better athlete, one who could effortlessly excel at any sport with a ball in it. Oh, yeah. We all know those guys. You fucking hate them, but then some of them are your best friends. But you hate them for being so good athletically. The younger brother could have played golf in college and gone for free. Instead, he went to college, where his high school girlfriend was going. He did not play golf in college. His high school girlfriend, wait for it, wait, wait, dumped him senior year. The kid wound up working the desk at a Ramada Inn. Oofed. I wonder if his dad, watching the Tiger documentary, ever thinks, yep, we should have made that same move. Dump the first girlfriend. Now look, there's no shame in working at a Ramada Inn desk job, number one. Uh, Number two, there's no sure thing that had he played golf at Truman State or wherever else that he would have gone on to greatness. But you got to respect athletics, high-level athletics, as something worthy of pursuing and putting your full life into, especially in your late teens and 20s. You got your whole life to get married. And and usually if it's one of your first girlfriends, what are you going to know about who you're compatible with, who else is out there? I was totally behind what Earl Woods did with Tiger and his first girlfriend. Back it to the hilt. Uh, He also gives me, does Robert, a little vaccine update. He says, I'm a part-time EMT in retirement from my medical school job, and one of the local fire departments had about a 30% acceptance rate on the vaccine. Not too good. Then recently, news came out that the L.A. Fire Department is only running about 40% acceptance rate for the vaccine. L.A. is now offering big prizes to get the fire department guys to take the shot. It's apparently not working, so now the mayor is talking about forcing the fire department to get it. It should be remembered that EMTs and paramedics deal with more infected people than almost anyone else outside the hospital, so if they're not getting vaccinated, it makes you wonder. I, as an EMT, can get it now, and I can get it for free, but I refuse. Stay frosty, get well soon, Bobby P. Yes, I know a very good Paramedic, Brian Brzezicki, who's been on the golf trip to Pinehurst and is a fan favorite with the guys. Actually helped stop one of our guys with a potentially fatal nosebleed. Okay, I've made up the potentially fatal, but man, he busted a nose vessel and I was freaking out because he was just gushing. He wasn't doing anything. He was just like putting out. He's like, oh God, I got a nosebleed. And this is a guy, Dave Adams, who's a Marine sniper with 27 confirmed kills in combat. So he's no fucking Daisy. <laughs> his blood's gushing out his nose. And I knew that Brzezicki is an EMT and he was on the next T box. And I yell like, Brzezicki, come here. And I'm waving. He gets in this cart, drives down. He was on a par three. Yeah. Shoved a towel up there, had him lean his head back. Nothing came of it. But I was seriously like, oh shit. My boy Adam's going to bleed out on the golf trip here. 
right in front of me. And I was like, so how do I adjust the teens? I guess we'll play one man down and then uh, maybe make the handicap such. You monster, that's all you thought about. And then there's this before we get to charge today. My man, Jan Los emailed me with the subject matter, 500? Zabe, I've been a loyal listener since 2001. Thank you. On many platforms, followed you around many stations. I have reveled in you saying the unpopular in what was often thought but not verbalized. As life in America became more polarized the last four years, I stuck by you, even as our positions became more distant from each other. The last year I insisted on listening to you as I refused to be informed only by opinions that only tell me what I want to hear, and I learned from opposing positions. But last week I had to pause you. After listening to you tell Jay that there were about 500 people storming the Capitol and that you needed to be convinced that they weren't Antifa first, I was apoplectic as Jay. You, while more conservative than me, always do your homework and have considered common sense and opposing views as well. At first, I was angry, and I've waited a week to write you. Now that I am, now I know I am just embarrassed for you and embarrassed that I have been so loyal to you. That was an idiotic position, and it wasn't just something you blurted out. I'll need a while before I dip my toes into the Zabe cast again, so he's probably not going to hear this. Still love you, but that is some unlistenable trash you put out there. Since you pride yourself on learning, please review the piece below and watch a timeline of collected videos. Good luck, Jan. Okay. Thank you, Jan. Where do we begin? Let me start with this. I don't exactly remember what I said to Jay, but I think the gist of what I was trying to say, because remember, the riots were only a day old, a day old, excuse me. They're only a day old when Jay came on. I said, well, first, I want to find out more about some of these screwballs that were in the Capitol building. And were they possibly Antifa, possibly somebody else? Now, if it didn't come off as perhaps that nuanced, if I made it sound like I was some kind of false flag truther, well, then that was not my intent. The majority of people who were in the Capitol building were clearly deranged and LARPing lunatic, asshole, criminal Trump fanboys. As far as the numbers go, though, I did read a story that said, this was last week, they said they've made 100 arrests and they have approximately 250 other investigations of potential uh, intruders currently ongoing. 250 plus 100, that's 350. I mean, even if it doubles, which I don't know if it will, I would say that my number of about 500 inside the building, probably not that far off, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. My larger point was just, it was so new, I wanted to say, well, I want to hear more first. I want to find out more first because we are living in a day and age in which nobody wants to wait to hear more about who, what, where, how, etc. So, for example, just some notable guys. First of all, the... Buffalo horned, uh, tattooed, shirtless guy. He is a complete nutball, QAnon fanatic uh, who refused to eat in prison because he didn't have vegan food or organic food. He finally got his wish. People are like, are you serious? 
He has been at various rallies. He has been seen places. He's he's crazy. And he should be prosecuted like anyone who went in there to the fullest extent of the law, but not over-prosecuted. Because here's the other thing. A guy sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk and taking a letter, that's not sedition. He shouldn't be charged with trying to overthrow the United States government. That's not the case. But whatever. I digress. So that guy, QAnon, uh, Mr. Vegan Food, Mr. Uh, All-Natural Food Guy, a fucking weirdo. Uh, is he a huge Trump supporter? I don't know. I don't know if he's like really into politics or just into wearing those horns and having a really shredded body and thirsty for the sort of fame and spotlight that comes from being this very noticeable guy that shows up at rallies. That's one guy. The guy that took the podium actually didn't take it out of the building, according to the report I read. It was found later on somewhere else in the building. But he is this deadbeat dad with a long record of alcohol arrests in Florida who has apparently never registered to vote in his life. So there's that guy. Then there's the guy that was wearing the police vest, had stolen the shield, and had what looked to be a dead varmint of some sort on his head and a fur coat, and he had glasses and a beard and curly hair, and he had a look that was like, oh shit, what have I done? That guy is the son of a New York judge. His name is Aaron Mostofsky, and he is a registered Democrat. It says at the bottom of the story that I pulled, records show Aaron Mostofsky is a registered Democrat. I think they're still looking for the guy with the Confederate flag. I don't know who he is. The most curious guy of the group is this guy, John Sullivan, the light-skinned African-American guy who has an organization called, uh, let's see, let me get this here. It's called founder of Utah-based Insurgents USA. And he has social media posts in which he brags about wearing Trump gear to infiltrate certain rallies. Now, Black Lives Matter has said he has already been discredited within their organization and they have distanced themselves from him. He was on CNN before getting charged. He claims he was in there just to videotape and document it as some kind of citizen journalist. That's still illegal. And he appeared in an ad for Uber as an Uber driver because he is a former Olympic speed skater. This is what I mean by, I want to find out who the fuck some of these people were. Because it is a real junk drawer of weirdos. Now, what do you make of that guy? I don't know. I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on, well, was he really discredited as a guy who wasn't with BLM or Antifa, but he was kind of this, he was kind of that. Is he a Trump? I don't fucking know. But that's my point about, okay, let me find out more information. That's all. The real problem is, and I appreciate the feedback from Jan, is that I try to, on this podcast, recreate a version of sort of the barstool experience in a more intimate one-to-one way. Me to you, you to me, talk about current events and all this other stuff. But the problem is, you can't do it. I'm realizing you cannot recreate the barstool experience. Because these are three beer conversations, minimum, between me and Jan Lose or anyone else. 
And they're conversations that necessarily involve a lot of yeah buts and a lot of whataboutisms. Now, whataboutisms get shouted down as, don't, don't you dare bring up whataboutism. False equivalence. Whataboutisms are the whole ballgame about what we have to talk about as a country. Because you can't just say, well, ignore that, which you think is outrageous, and focus on this, which I think is outrageous. There has to be those conversations. I mean, you can't discuss what happened on January 6th without also discussing the fact that 200 people got charged with felony property destruction and rioting in 2017 at Trump's inauguration, including famously torching a limousine outside a limousine company, smashing windows up and down. And guess what? All of their charges were dropped. All of them. Which made a lot of us scream and pull out our hair. You don't have any hair. I know. But the larger point that is also something that's a minimum three beer conversation, and I'll have this, I mean, I'd love to have a beer conversation with somebody who disagrees with me or says, you're missing the point or here's where you're wrong. Fine, let's hash it out. There was the photos of the National Guard sleeping or taking naps or lying down like so many dead ants inside the Capitol building on the hard granite floors. There's a lot to be said about photos like this, and there's a lot of questions to be asked about, wait a minute. Who ordered those troops there? Why? Is that a photo op? What's going on here? Really? Like, what good is stationing them there like that? Because what makes a lot of America seethingly angry is that while police stations and hotels and targets and Walgreens were burned city by city as regular civilians sat terrified, mostly poor and mostly people of color sat terrified, the law-abiding, in their homes, hoping, holy shit, I hope the mob doesn't come for me. What did the elites do? What did those in charge of the country do? Nothing. In fact, half of them kind of encouraged it. But as soon as 500 Janlos, 1,000, I don't know how many, came too close to them, 20,000 armed troops are called in and told, yeah, we need you to guard this place. I don't care if you've been up for 24 hours. Take a nap on the hard marble floor. That's something I'd love to go six beers on, and I'll talk about that with anybody. But that said, like I I reiterate, it was bad what happened. The repercussions of what is happening now is even worse, and I hate the fact that it happened, and I want law and justice to be served, even if it's totally unfair that the 200 people charged in 2017 have already been let go scot-free. Careful not to overcharge, though. Charge them with what crimes were actually committed in a fair trial and go from there. Oh, and there's another, okay, we're like 15 beers into this discussion now, so let me wrap it up and get to charge. Why was the Capitol so woefully unprotected? Oh, don't blame them. That's victim blaming. Hey, man. You're the government. You're supposed to anticipate these things. You're supposed to say, okay, hold on a second. Something that has stirred up a lot of people in anger, whether rightfully or wrongfully, is going to happen inside this building, and we're going to have a regular Tuesday afternoon level of security, 
and we're not going to change our schedule at the last minute to go, okay, there's a rally at noon. We were supposed to vote on these things at three. Guess what? At the last minute, we're going to delay it till tonight because we can, because that'll maybe let things simmer down just a bit. They could have done a lot of things. It's the government's job to protect their own shit, including from asshole guys with horns on and other nutbags who read too many QAnon websites from doing this shit. That's part of the equation. Do your job, as Bill Belichick would say, in addition to charge those assholes who committed crimes and broke into our National House of Legislature. Uh, well, I've had too many beers today, but you know what, Jan? I love you, buddy. You're the man. Oh, okay, all right. Next one's on me. All right, the divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know. It's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball, check, check, check. MMA, soccer, check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of MyBookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk some football and gadgets with our man, Charge. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Hey, I tell you what. My GERD is getting better because I really nailed... That Lou Cuckoo. Oh, yeah. Hello, Charge. How are you doing? I've missed you. 
I have missed you, and it's only been three weeks, but hey, I, or something yep. like that. Something is, like that. How is the Great White North? I hear it's a mild winter so far. Super mild, I'm happy to say. We had a, we had a day in 40s last week, or near 40. It was, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. What does Minnesota Normally, do when it gets to 40 in January? Does everyone come flocking out of their bungalows and habit trails to do whatever they can for one day? Um, I saw a guy in t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> one of those guys. It was, it was like 38. So, you know, that, that means it's shorts time. And there are, by the way, there is this, there's the, there are these people. You would never guess this is true. There are these people. Did you, okay, well, let me back up a little bit. Did you ever see Arrested Development? No. Oh, shoot. sorry. There's a lot of things Such a I good haven't show. seen. I know. Now, there's a, there's a character in it who is a never nude which means that he is never nude and he always wears he always has a pair of cut-off shorts under whatever he's wearing. There there's a subsect of people, Minnesotans, that will will wear shorts every day yep, yep. of the year, no matter what. Yep. And keep in mind, you know, a couple of times a year we will see negative 10, negative 15, negative 20, and these lunatics are like, "Don't care. I'm wearing shorts every day." And I, I, I don't know what point they're trying to make. I don't know if they're trying to be like the toughest of the tough or what their deal is. But to me, that is, that's absurd. And people are trying way too hard to beat winter. Yes, I consider them shorts anon, like QAnon, crazy. <laughs> but they're devoted to always wearing shorts. I had a, had a uh, associate engineer who just went by the nickname of Dinger. It was like Adam Heimingder, Heimendinger okay. or whatever. And that was his shtick. He wore he wore shorts all winter long in DC, no matter what. It got pretty damn cold at times. Also, sure. my nephew, Austin, also always would wear shorts throughout the winter. I think what it is is this. I think there's some people, especially younger people that are trim, they just don't get cold through their legs. No, the fat's the insulator. I think it should be the other way around, if anything. I know, I mean, but it just seems like some guys are not bothered by that. My Wisconsin crew in Vegas in March, year after year after year, playing golf and sometimes 50 degrees and windy and I'm freezing, they're out there yeah. in shorts and, and, and T-shirts. Or not T-shirts, but shorts and short sleeves. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. And they're like, we're from Wisconsin. That's right. We're, you know, this is warm for us. We <laughs> would... Um, so at the end of every football season, this in my in my earlier stages of my career in the fantasy sports world, I would take when we had our magazine in the nineties, at the end of every football season, for the weekend that just was of the NFL, the divisional round, the two game Saturday, the two game Sunday, I would take all I would take all my employees out to Las Vegas from Minnesota. Nice. And it and it was, you know, usually you've been to Las Vegas in January. It's not warm. You know, at night it's like thirty eight degrees and in, in the daytime it's like 52 but it felt great and we would do outside stuff and we would go golfing and we would do you know all kinds of mis mischief and chicanery but <laughs> that was but that was the bit right if you know when you're it's all it's all what you're used to it's yeah. what we're, yeah. you know human beings are so malleable and we're just what's whatever we're just ready to adapt. We're adaptable. That's what right. We are. What's sad is that I'm of the age now where I don't even like wearing shorts in my house in the Why? winter. Because oh. I want I want my legs covered with a light pair of joggers, you know, very thin sweatpants. That's yeah, what yeah. I prefer instead of shorts. I have socks on almost all the time. 
even when I'm in my carpeted home theater on the uh, velour couches. <laughs> just just even how then. I am. I don't know. What, um, I, you know what it's called? Soft. <laughs> I'm getting so fucking soft. <laughs> getting soft. soft. We are. Dave, I just bought lounging pants. First time ever. Wait a I minute. Bought a, I bought a pair of loungers. Well, what what does that mean exactly? Work now. If think of it's half it's halfway between a pajama bottom and a sweatpant. It's it's of that ilk, right? But it's not pajamas and it's not a sweatpant. But it's something that's halfway between, and it's just so lazy and comfortable. And you just we're at home all the time now. Yeah. Nobody sees us. Those are good. No, you have to look good for anybody. You know you so, know where I see those all the time is on my Instagram feed. By the way, at Zabe, I'm trying to up my IG game these days, kids. At Zabe, Charlie Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo. And I'm tempted to buy them, but I need to feel them. I need to look at them. Mm-hmm. I need to check the pockets. I need yeah. to check the the side flares. I don't want too much style with them. I want to know the fabric. I can't order these online. I got to hold them in my hands. Well, you know, okay, that all sounds return great. Them. Yeah. If yeah, you don't right, like exactly. Return them. Amazon I, makes it so easy to return anything. You know, drive know. it to Kohl's and just hand it off for Pete's sake. <laughs> don't even just I throw it out the window at Kohl's. I literally honk <laughs> on my way through and throw it out the window and they're like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Slow down to twenty five and just like heave it out the window no, as but you go. Here's here's what I want to go into business with you on charge. So shh, don't tell anybody about this. We'll make a mint on this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Color matched, thin, indoor long pants that match NFL uniforms. Uh, wait, but not a Zuba. You just described a Zuba. You know that, right? <laughs> I did. But I don't want. I don't want the shitty Zuba quality. I don't want them to be big and puffy like MC Hammer. I want mm-hmm. them to be trim joggers like this pair I'm wearing. Right now, this is made by. Uh, hold on, I'm taking my pants off right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> to look in the back at the tag. <laughs> You're spinning your pants around right now. Yes, these are Under Armour joggers. Okay, very okay. simple, very clean. Not too many zippers, not too many pockets. Solid color. Here's what drives me crazy. So I'm wearing either a Redskin jersey or a Packer jersey. I mm-hmm. want the fucking joggers to match the color of the team's uniform. I want a fan uniform where the bottoms match the top. So I have been searching for a pair of gold or bright yellow jogger pants to match the green Rogers jersey I'm wearing while watching Packer games. You can't find it. So what we should do is we should make a whole line of them with maybe some of the stripes that match, but not any trademarks. We're not getting right. into you, that. You don't have to. Because you, right. you don't have to. Right. Yeah. Which is part of the beauty of your plan. Color now, match all 32 teams and just go, Whoa, whoops, that's odd. What? That's an interesting. What a coincidence. What a coincidence that that pewter color matches the <laughs> Buccaneers jerseys. So you could wear pewter sweats and a Buccaneers Tom Brady jersey and whatever hat you want, whatever ball cap you want. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now, why do you feel compelled to accentuate your fandom, but with the with the clothes that you're wearing is not is it not good enough? I like it because I, I I I don't like the not matching. I don't like wearing a green Packer jersey or a red Redskin jersey with gray sweatpants. 
Ah. Um, I, want, you ever look- I want my couch gear to look like a couch uniform of sorts. And then I'll Which- mix it up. And, and I could have several sets where it's like, hey, the team is wearing this today. I'm mm-hmm. wearing this. Maybe I go all white to match the team. White joggers, white jersey, white cap, whatever. Um, have you looked at a photo of the stands in like the 19, any pick your sport, 1950s, even 1960s, everybody's dressed up wearing a tie and a hat oh, yeah. and a sport coat. Oh, yeah. And at, ba- yeah, and at, no, at, at, at baseball games. Hockey I'm not, too. Okay. I'm not sure football. I'm not sure that football didn't attract a more ruffian crowd, but certainly baseball attracted a crowd that they all wore suits and hats. They did. They did. And, you know, now you go to a game, every other person is wearing licensed apparel. What a gig. You know, know. they've cracked the code. I mean, they're, they're monetizing fans in a way that they never were able to before. But as a, as a gear whore, here's the problem I have. And many other people have as well. When the NFL about three or four years ago turned things over to fanatics and you see mm. it very clearly, NFLshop.com, a fanatics experience. Yeah. You know yes. what that means? It means a fucking cheap, shittier experience because fanatics knows how to source lesser quality goods from overseas and then stamp them with the major league and NFL logos, insignias, and then they pawn them off. Now there's some higher end stuff that they charge a mint for, but the mm-hmm. overall quality has taken a fucking nosedive, in my opinion, since Fanatics took over. Just my I opinion. was I was under the impression that when I bought my jersey at NFL.com, not that I have, but if, that if I did, I was going to get an exact replica no! of the jerseys no! that were worn in the game. No, aren't, come aren't on, these things like charge. 140 bucks? I mean, if I'm spending that kind of money, they have it be? They have a they have a bunch of different levels. There's like authentics, replicas, game replicas, and then real reels. But you're mm. talking about the real uniforms have these stitched on nameplates on the back and the stitched on numbers and all that other stuff. And if you're going to go super real, the ones that the guys wear have custom sort of gathers on the arms, depending on what position you play. And they've got mm. trims. They're all tricked out and customized. And they're very small as well, because most guys don't want anything that can be loose or grabbed. Oh well, that's true. They all want they want it to be you know body form fitting, right? Because yes. for just that reason, yes. you don't want to get pulled down by the jersey because then right. you'll get heckled yeah. by your by your teammates. I, Scott Lynn, I think, somehow coaxed a game used or game worn or practice worn out of Chris Cooley when he worked with us. And oh, let me really? tell you, and let me tell you, that thing looked like it was a fucking baby's onesie. because the sleeves had elastic around them and the waist did as well and it was tight af he put it on once i go that looks shitty on you take it off (laughs) right exactly on us it's not gonna work at all all right let's get let's stop jacking around by the way i've got for you something good you're gonna like today i believe i looked up the no i got the consumer electronic shows hottest items from their virtual ces Gadgets charge. We're gonna walk you through. This is right in my wheelhouse. Okay, but before I get to that, okay, all right. Before I get to that, I gotta ask you about Stefan Diggs. I gotta. I watch him. I see how happy he is with his new girlfriend or boyfriend, and I think to myself, what 
is charge thinking what does Viking Nation think? Because he was a borderline malcontent with you guys, and now it's a full-blown bromance. On the other hand, Josh Allen is a fucking baller. Kirk, for all of his qualities, is not a baller. Never going to be a baller. Nope. He's a nerdy grinder. He's a grinder. He is a grinder, and he's a good grinder at that. But he doesn't have that it, that magic that some quarterbacks have got. That, you know, Patrick Mahomes, it's, it's all he's built of. It's in his DNA. YOLO. Every cell has got it. Doesn't right? have YOLO. But he doesn't have YOLO. Uh, Josh Allen's got it. I mean, he's got it, and you can tell it. it's just in him, and he can will his team to wins. Now, we didn't, wouldn't have said that a year ago at this time. Josh Allen was still a big question mark. You know, he had played better at the end of last year, but we still didn't know what one, the deal was with one Allen. One year ago, Josh Allen was literally running in circles, throwing insane laterals with the game on the line, and fucking up an 18-point lead on the road. One year ago. Yep. And, and then he then he moves his completion number up 10 points in a year, which I don't think's ever been done. I mean, that's hard as fuck to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is, of course, Diggs, who is flourishing with him. And it's a hell of a story. Anyway. So Diggs, so Diggs, let me let me let me just give you this the background on Diggs. Was not a malcontent until his last year here, which was last year, last season, the 2019 season. And he had two main beefs. Number one, Mike Zimmer was only and forever going to be a run first team. Right. Now Diggs finds himself on a team where they don't run. He they they basically just never run. They 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 ran nine times last uh, last last week. How many, back how, many, nine how many plays in before they ran it on they, Saturday? The whole first quarter. They never run in the whole yeah. first quarter. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know for sure, but it was a long time. And then the second part was he didn't like Kirk. Yeah. And Kirk's going to rub some people wrong, and and Diggs didn't like him. Now. The part of it that we are saying here in Minnesota that we are ameliorating ourselves with is this. No, placating, placating ourselves with, placating. Let's go with that. I think you're ameliorating yourself. We're not ameliorating right now. We're placating ourselves. Yeah, ameliorating would be to uh, to mitigate, to Correct. make something bad the, better. Well, maybe better. maybe that Which is. is. I guess you can ameliorate yourself. Okay, go ahead. You're consoling. Um, you're consoling yourself with. That's or you're resigning part. yourself to. No, there's a, there's a console that we're consoling right now. Okay. Because we the pick we got for Diggs was Justin Jefferson. Was it? Yes. Oh. And we turned Diggs into Justin Jefferson. Now, Jefferson was the highest graded rookie, offensive rookie, uh, by Pro Football Focus. He was the second or third highest wide receiver, period, by Pro Football Focus, rookie or not. And the kid looks awesome. And the team, the, a salary cap strapped team, saved $30 million against their cap over the next, the remaining years of his contract. It was like two years. So, the, you know, for us, we got cap relief. We got a player who looks like he's going to be at least as good as Diggs and maybe even better than Diggs, although Diggs is making a case right now for being as good as anybody at the NFL. Sure. And Diggs was right. He was right to get out. Okay. They were never going to use him. He's so he there's is a guy no, who will there's carry no bitterness. No bitterness. No, only because Jefferson worked out so well. Had Jefferson not been as good as he he is, then yes, I think there would have been a lot what, of bitterness. What, what right about now. that tweet from Everson Griffin, who said Kirk is trash? There, I said it, and then he deleted the tweet real quick. So okay, 
there's a little bit of history here. First, Everson Griffin suffers from a, a well, well-known, well-known mental illness issues that go back many years. Uh, team cut him this past offseason. He went to Dallas for like three, four games. They cut him, went to the Lions, played the rest of the season for the Lions. And then when the Vikings were playing the Lions near the end of the season, somebody asked Zimmer about Everson Griffin, and Zimmer said he was good for us. And that sent Griffin off into a tweeting tirade about him only being good because that's not good enough for Everson Griffin. Oh, and then, like two weeks later, we're playing the Lion. The, the season ends, and Everson Griffin tweets himself in front of Winter, uh, front of the Vikings headquarters. <laughs> and we're like, oh, shit. what gives? And he's making, and he says he's tweeting that he'd like to come back to Minnesota. Hope he wasn't like, armed. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, no kidding. So. So we're all like, well, I get, was he invited? Was he just driving by? I mean, what's going on? Hello. And then a day later, after saying he wanted to join the team, he tweets, Kirk is ass. Yeah. So it's really what ended up happening is we as fans and talk radio, we're just like, this guy needs help. So he's crazy. well, but, I don't, I don't Kate, think it's a pejorative term, but I right. think he, he is, he is he mentally, is mentally challenged. Mental okay. Yes. All right. But KDS is real. Kirk derangement syndrome oh, is it real. Is. Absolutely. You can't objectively say he's not this, he's not that, but damn it, he doesn't suck. I mean, there, you know, there are people that want to say that he had nothing to do with Jefferson's record-breaking rookie season, and I'm like, he threw him all the well, passes. He threw him the ball. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. He, had, he had a ton to do with it. And if you don't and think Kirk you can well. do worse, then fucking just go back in time and remember Mr. Sarah Ponder and say, yep, we could do worse. Oh, not to. We'll see. Okay. When now, to, just to re, rewind for just a minute, and I hate to turn this so Vikings heavy to your listeners. No, fuck it. I love talking about ass, it. You know what? If you can't be interested in this, fuck off. Turn the podcast off. I'm interested. Go. So when they brought in Kirk, there were two quarterbacks on this roster, Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum. They bring in Kirk, and the fan base is basically split into one-third, one-third, one-third. One-third that are happy to have Kirk, that's me. One-third that were in the Case Keenum camp because he had just done the Minnesota miracle, the Minneapolis miracle with Stefan Diggs. And one-third that wanted Teddy Bridgewater because they loved Teddy as a human being. They loved the story that he had, you know, all that stuff. They loved loved all that, all those things about him. And now where are we? Case Keenum is on his sixth team in six years. He is a inveterate backup, as you know, and many of your listeners know, because he had that brief stint in Washington. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then Teddy Bridgewater's going to get run out of town this year. He's, I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback next season for his own team. He just got done with a season in which he threw. Hold on. Bridgewater. Bridgewater. I want to say it's going to be like 16 touchdowns. Which while, is, you know, while you, you know how hard it up, is to do that. It's 15. While you look, he had a 15-touchdown season. That's poo-poo. It is. It's yeah, terrible. And, and for those that, that are like, Keenum, 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 he's available. You go get him right now if you want. <laughs> you know, I mean, guy, guy threw one lucky pass. Otherwise, he's a bum who lost your first playoff game at home. One Correct. fucking pass. I mean, come on, people. Don't kid yourself. Kirk is better than that. Now, again, he's the guy who's not going to give you many good orgasms. He is... Eddie Haskell-esque. He is such a goody-goody two-shoe, church-going, try-hard, overachiever, average arm, doesn't take YOLO chances. I get the frustration. But while you got him, try to make a ham sandwich around him so you can have some good seasons. That's all. Correct. Yeah. All right. And okay. that's that's it. 
Yeah. All right, All that's right. it. By the way, I I love these deep dives with super knowledgeable people. I want to do one of these on every NFL team in the coming months during the offseason. So if you can talk credibly, deeply about your team, even teams that you might say, well, who cares about the Lions? Oh, no, I want to put on my scuba gear, and I want to yeah. really get into it and go and ask the questions about, okay, what about this, what about this? Because you really helped me out with the Everson Griffin backstory and about Diggs, and I forgot that the pick was the Jefferson pick, so we're good now. We are good. All right, let's move on to gadgets. Here we go. Now we're talking, baby. Consum- By the way, have you ever been to have you no. been to CES before? No, and it was virtual this year because of the pandemic. I don't know if they're going to bring it back next oh, year. Oh, they will. Oh, they 100%. will. Okay. Oh, 100% well, they will. Well, Kip, Comdex used to be a thing, and that went the way of the dodo bird. The well, computer, Comdex, the computer you- nerd uh, festival in Vegas. I went to Comdex, too. I, in I fact, don't doubt it. Yeah, I went to Comdex before I was in Vegas. That's how that's old I am. But they <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and it turned into Comdex can turn into CES because they wanted to broaden it for all electronics. And it, and if you go there, it's everything, including there's like sex stuff in there. And oh, not, and not just, oh, now, we're not gonna, even talking about the AVNs. The no. AVNs are the same weekend. Well, I want to go. That's a whole different story. It, it's the same weekend as CES. Yes, not <gasps> coincidentally. Oh, oh shit! And if, oh, why am I, I not a, going to this? Have I got an AVN story for you? Can I give you my AVN story? Please. Earlier in this very podcast, I told you that I would bring my whole my whole writing staff out for this weekend in Las Vegas. And one of those weekends is probably 98, 98. I'm going to guess, right in that range. We uh, we go to a casino, and un- we I think we knew the AVNs were there, but we're not doing anything. I mean, you know, what you know, what does regular person do with the for the AVN awards? Nothing. But we go to this casino, and we happen to be at the casino where they're doing their version of the Oscars, right? Where they hand out the you know, yes, the, the awards, the, the best, golden vagina or whatever. Best, best, and, gang, best gang bang. Ma, right, exactly. Ma, don't right? listen to this podcast. I told you it's not for mothers. <laughs> okay, sorry. My mom listens to the podcast. I've warned her. Don't. I think that's wonderful. Okay. Uh, and I just said vagina. By the way, so, that's, a, that's a real award, the best gangbang. I mean, shit well, like that. I'm, that's you know, it's part it, of the I think that's it. Best threesome. So, biggest unbeknownst to us, in some big theater, in the casino we're in, and I think it, I can't quite remember. It might have been the real. They are doing this thing, and it lets out. So it's done. You know, it's like midnight, and this thing lets out, and it's weird. We're swimming in them. A swimming right? in a sea of porn it's, stars. It, porns, yes. And they're all in gowns and everything, right? And it's yeah, you know, until they're, you've sort of seen it, they're right? Clean, and, they're cleaned up real nice, at least for one nice. night. <laughs> exactly. And out comes a current Viking quarterback. Oh with my. with one on each arm, a current married and ultimately would go to the Hall of Fame. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not going to say his, his name. Does it rhyme I'm with Schmorin Foom? I'm not saying. <laughs> and, we already and, know which. which but, we, it's either him or Fran Tarkenton. Those are your only two <laughs> Viking quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Or Brett Favre, I guess. And he's got one on each arm, and we were watching him, and he goes into the elevator with both of them, and up goes the elevator. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. my good. Uh, good that Sean, Sal- way, well, good that okay, Sean Salisbury things- came out with yeah. two porn stars once upon a time. Just kidding. He's not in the Hall of Fame. 
He wasn't. No, he's not. He is not. Sean and I have a long history, though. I'll tell you about that some other oh, time. Oh boy! All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to these in the, these things in the CES. So here's one for us. LG has a refrigerator that will make spherical craft ice oh. for your whiskey or bourbon. They don't drop out of the dispenser nozzle. That'd be dangerous. You just open a door and they're in there like little Easter eggs. Now, I, I there are ice serious ice snobs out there that yes. will do they will try the the goal is to get the, the crystal clear ice. clear ice. Yes. Which is not easy to do. It takes a bunch of forth, for, a bunch of work ahead of time, and it's actually not hard to do. But you do have to put a bunch of work into it. It involves freezing water in an, an igloo style um, container. Well, I, I read up and, about this. It, it the ice has to freeze in a specific manner from the edges inside, etc. Blah blah blah. They make yes. devices that can uh, do this for you. Uh, some people will freeze a big block of ice and then cut it into cubes. That to me, I like is, that. That to me that's, is way that's too dedication. Much, way dedication too much right fucking there. work right there. Right now, I have a square, one of the large square molds. So my, I've got so a mold, I. a freezer Silicone mold, mold. Yeah. that will do the large. Yeah, right, the large square. It's too much ice for my whiskey. And next thing you know, I'm just drinking water. I just, I, it's too well, then much you need, ice. Then you need the metal balls. Well, that's no ice. I just want, <laughs> I you just want give some. me one cube. I just give okay. me one cube and I'm happy. Right, that's well, then, I want one cube. Then you need solid cubes, but smaller ones. So why don't you invent that? I don't, I don't know if that's really a patentable thing, but you know, maybe, <laughs> I mean, you know, if somebody out there's already got the pride, but I need that. I have a silicone, but, I have a silicone mold that creates a miniature ice shot glass. What? Oh yeah. Wow. That's yeah. kind of brilliant. Yeah. It's a, it's a mold and you pull it out and you've got a miniature ice shot glass. You can okay. pour shots into and it for as long right. as it holds up, which is a couple minutes. Okay. Do, does it slip out of my hand? I would think it, I'd be worried it's, if it slip out of my hand all the time and I'd be spilling booze everywhere. It requires a steady touch to hold it and, <laughs> and very fingers that can withstand a little bit of cold. Okay. It's a better, that's a better product on shot number one or shot number two than it is like shot seven. Nobody's holding that thing. It's on the ground. All right. Second thing from CES. I just pulled these stern pinball machines has come out (gasps) with a Led Zeppelin triple threat series of games. Each complete with real concert clips and all the glamour and bombastic lighting of a live show Rock along to classics like Immigrant Song and Cashmere as you roll through the replicas of the band's iconography. Wow. That's Zeppelin amazing. pinball machines. I just pulled it up. Zabe, I, you don't know this. I love pinball. Oh, yeah. This is, I, I'm, I'm, I think pinball's completely fun. I go to, we have, we have a few pinball places. Yep. Now, it used to be, it was just like in the back of the arcade. Now there are pinball places where they they do artisan brews and you know whiskey places and you get uh, you know gourmet food and the pinball is still there but it's the whole experience now is very adult and grown up yeah. and it's very cool and what? I I think pinball is a blast and it's yeah. unreplicatable you can play pinball on your computer it's no, just no, not the no, same no you need the the physical nature of it and everything else. Uh, we sit on our asses all day nowadays, thanks to our current soft society. So you need a good chair. The X Chair XHMT 
is an office chair with built-in heat and massage therapy designed to make long-term gaming sessions more ergonomic and offer something more streamlined than the chunky race car inspired gaming chairs of yesteryear x chair x x hmt um i'm very intrigued by that not that i do like nine hours of gaming straight people do i don't don't, i'm an adult i don't have time for that but i at my i'm sitting in my chair all day at my work chair i I just want that to be my work chair that sounds fantastic and if I can't get that, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, will you come over here and just rub my back? I will rub your back so and your toes. It wouldn't be too much trouble. Do you remember the movie Wally? Yes. Remember what society had devolved into? Humans yes. in floating chairs, fat as all get out. Mm-hmm. That movie. That's, I, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that movie is more right than ever because that's the road we're headed down, and I'm no exception. Sony is I, apparently – yeah, go ahead. Well, what it just what I love about that movie is they had the the guts, the balls, the temerity to have to have a kids movie with no dialogue for the first thirty five minutes of the movie, and it's brilliant. That, I I like that character and that little robot more than nine out of ten of the other Pixar characters. I don't care about whatever car is in cars, and I you know we end up loving that little guy, and he can't even talk. Yeah. And it's great. It is, it's that, that to me is, it was, I, I love that movie. Sony is getting into the drone business finally, mm. but their drones will not have cameras on them what? because they're supposed to put, you're supposed to put your Sony Alpha camera on there, including your A7S3, your A7R4, your A6600, all the Sony cameras I have now, so you can get more cinematic experience. This is drones for serious ass filmmakers and yeah we'll see if they're any good sony's in the drone business now you well wait this hits on two of your things drones and cameras i know you love both why because i don't make movies uh the cameras on the camera on my mavic mini 2 not matt no my my dgi mini 2 is so good i i can't tell the difference between that and a full frame sony dslr i mean i could but nobody's going to care. They're going to look at it for two seconds and go, oh, that's an overhead view of your uh, of your porch. Great. Moving on. And you and you can't mount that on the drone? No. It's got to be heavy and balanced. It requires gimbals. But the oh, Sony geez. drone is going to, I guess, come with the gimbal preset for typical Sony cameras. So we'll see. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Here you go. Dog doors. Do you have a <laughs> doggy door? Well, nobody in Minnesota's got a doggy door because it's too cold here to have something that's going to leak air like a doggy door will. For a mere $3,000 and replacing an entire external door, you can have a door with a doggy door that is opened via your pet's collar as they approach the Bluetooth. Yeah. You can also open it and close it via your phone if you wanted to work it in manual mode. Wow. I love it. You like that? The part of that, yeah, anything that lets the dog let itself out, I like. (laughs) And that's, you know, where I don't have to do it. And, you know, and I think that sounds fantastic. I have to, you know, I hate having to carry my dog outside, which I do. It's a long story. (laughs) I have to carry the dog into the potty area. We have a designated potty area. I got to carry him into that area. Or else he'll go sprint to the back of the yard and poop where he wants. And I can't have that. I think this sounds fantastic. And I, I I would invest. I know a guy who shall remain nameless who has been getting into running disputes with his wife because she wants him to plow their yard for their dog. And he's like, 
I don't want to tear up the grass because it'll um, look like okay. shit in the spring. So yeah, the dog thing gets to be contentious at times. Here's I yeah <laughs> I have I have shoveled. My wife has done most of this. She shovels so the snow gets high, right? So the you know it's Minnesota, snow sure. gets high, and the dogs need to be able to run. So what do you do? We've shoveled a racetrack around okay, the fine. perimeter of our yard so the dogs can get in the track. Shoveling is can... shoveling is fine, but using an ATV with a blade on it. A... <laughs> that's no, that's that's, not, a, bad that's a bad idea. But that's you see, but you see, guys have to explain turf management to wives in the winter, and they just don't care. They're like, no, nah, just plow it. Anyway, I digress. Uh, here's a here's the dumbest thing from CES I've ever seen. Are you a mommy worried about leaving your toddler in a hot car and suffocating it to death? To death? <laughs> well, there's a new device called the Tata Band, and it's a Bluetooth band that detects the presence of a child in your car seat. So if you walk away from the car and it detects your child still in there, it will send a series of three different alerts to your phone. Wow. Holy fuck. <laughs> How absent-minded do you have to be? It's the literal nanny device right there. We're literally getting nannied. (laughs) It is taking care of your kids for you. Unbelievable. And then the last one. By the way, if you are are an alcoholic, this is the perfect. If you're going to drive hammered with your kids in the car on a hot day, this is your answer. Who said that's a very, very specific, narrow. If you're so bad to leave your kids in the car or be drunk. You're not going to hear the alerts going to your phone. Your phone's probably at the bar, you dumb fuck. Anyway, (laughs) finally, there's this. Satisfier has made something called the Love Triangle. It's an Uh, air air pulse sex toy that can be set to vibrate to the tune of your favorite songs, (laughs) including medieval Gregorian chants. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm already playing that in the bedroom, so Talk, that works out perfectly. Tell me you wouldn't love to give your girl an orgasm to ACDC's You Shook Me All Night Long. Huh? Oh, wait a minute. Eh? Now, hold on a minute. You're not buying into the myth of the female orgasm, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and that will have to be for another time, Charge. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you now. <laughs> Oh, God. This is definitely not a podcast for my mom to listen to. I'll end on this. This business, sports media, television, radio, etc., it is brutal. Remember Casey Stern? Young, funny, sharp, capable baseball host on TBS did studio shows for post games. Whatever happened to him? Well, apparently he's now suing Warner Media, parent company of TBS, for discrimination. What happened to Casey Stern? Well, this is crazy. Stern was caught up in an issue with his now ex-wife and children in which he believes that his ex-wife was tormenting his children and being and subjecting them to heinous abuse with uh, her boyfriend, And he had to swing in and do what a father needed to do and try to rectify the situation. Stern himself not accused of any crimes whatsoever. He just had to swing in and get in the middle of a messy divorce and a messy parental situation. 
According to a statement, the abuse became so prevalent and vicious that the children began wearing backpacks around the house in preparation to run away. Fuck. The MLB broadcaster launched his own private investigation on the matter. His ex-wife and her boyfriend were arrested last February. They were arrested. He was not. But since the accusations and actions became public knowledge, Stern's airtime has been cut significantly, and he was told last year that his contract would not be renewed in August. Five years ago, Stern signed with Turner Sports. His deal was extended in 2017. So in other words, they loved him as well they should. He was really, really good, is really good. Now, maybe there's an element to this I don't know, but it just seems fishy. It seems, and this is why the industry is so bad right now, companies don't back their talent. They just don't. They are so quick to throw talent overboard nowadays because it's just convenient. This never used to happen in the pre-social media, pre-internet days. Companies backed their talent. They also would seek out quality and promote quality. That is almost seemingly out the window now as well. So for you young folks who want in on this industry, I'm not going to discourage you. I'm just going to say, you're fucking crazy. You shouldn't do it. That's discouraging. No, that's honest advice. The... The rules of the game now are so murky. The companies don't back anybody. And talent does not seem to get rewarded. Only in certain circumstances. There are examples, but seemingly is way more examples that don't involve that. So good luck to Casey Stern. I don't know really what's going on. And if it comes out that maybe he was in on the abuse and they knew about it, then I'll have to retract this. But seems like a nice guy. Did a really good job and apparently has just been another guy that a big media company has said, eh, negative PR, just get rid of him. We'll get somebody else. Get another baseball. Mets 5, Braves 2. See? Nobody cares. All right, that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this audio product in long-form spoken word format, then please do tell a friend or two or three. Spread the word. Post on message boards. Keep building up Zabecast Nation. Rate and review. It tickles the algorithms. That always helps. Thank you very much for that. If you want more of me, Fridays, five bucks a month. I'll give you a month for free when you sign up for a year. Go to Zabe.com slash premium. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you next time. All right, the divisions have been decided. Champions are about to be crowned and legends born like Taylor Heineke. But what about you? What's in it for you? I know it's your time to win in the NFL playoffs. You've waited and watched all year. Maybe your team had a good season. Maybe your team had a bad season. How about you have a winning season in January? My bookie, the industry's leading online sports book and casino, and it's not Hard to understand why. Thousands of lines to bet on your favorite sports. NFL, NBA, college basketball. Check, check, check. MMA, soccer. Check, check. They've got all the latest odds, period. Take advantage of my bookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, basket, touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Just use promo code ZABE when you make your first deposit. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, 
Echo. The best part is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit, including credit card, bank transfer, Bitcoin, and more. Whether you're at home or on the go, your laptop or on the phone, it's not too late to make your New Year's resolution a resolution to get paid on the games you knew were going to end up the way they did. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. 